Okay, so today, oh, today's daf is Kaf Gimel. We are going to start on Kaf Bet Amud Bet with the Mishnah at the bottom of Kaf Bet Amud Bet. So whether you have a, uh, whether it is, now we know we can make these corner pieces to create an area in Rishut Rabim so we can draw water from a, st- from a place that would normally be Rishut HaYachid. So it says whether it is Borabim, whether it is a pit, a, a bore means a, um, a, a pit that collects rainwater, basically, as opposed to a, um, a be'er, which has a source of, of flowing water, right? So it says, bore arabim means a, a, pit of, a, a, a pit of water, but it's used by everybody. Or be'er arabim is a well that has a flowing uh, source naturally under the water. It doesn't collect rainwater. In other words, it's actually, it has a source of water, like a well has a source of water underneath the ground. They don't refill the well. You know, it's, it, it, it refills itself. Similarly, if an individual has a well, some people have wells on their property. I knew somebody had a well on their, on their property, right? So they, you know, they happen to have a source of water under there and they, they tap it. That's Be'er Yachid. You can make Pasim Aval Le'bora Yachid. says the only case where they didn't allow you to make Pasim Be'er was for Bora Yechid, which is a, because it has two negatives. First of all, it belongs only to an individual. So it's not benefiting the public. It belongs to an individual. And second of all, because it's Bora Yechid, there's always the chance that it's going to run out of water because all it is is a collection of water from rain. So once you finish it, it's gone. A well, you don't worry that you run out of water, right? Because it's, it's, it replenishes itself. So therefore, the, uh, so you need one or the other. It either has to be public, according to Rabbi Akiva, to allow you to make one of these enclosures, Pase Beraot, or it has to be something which has a replenishing source of water, one or the other, according to him. However, Rabbi Yehuda ben Bavaumer, Enosin Pasein al-Bera Rabbim Bilvad, he says, you can only make these Pasein for Bera Rabbim. You need Tartelem al she says. You need two positive. You need Shnedvarim Tovim, which is number one, that it belongs to the community and the public use, and number two, that it has a replenishing source of water. So in other words, you need the two positives. So according to Rabbi Kiva, you only need one or the other. According to Rabbi Yudavan Baba, you need both. For anything else, you need some kind of a roped off area. Listen, literally means you need a belt. But Rashi says it means a hekeshil chavalim. You take ropes or whatever, you rope off the area. The point is you have to make a real enclosure for any other type of source of water, unless it has the two positives. It has source, it is a well, and it is uh, a public. That, that's according to Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava. Now the Gemara says, We follow Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava. This that only a public well can have pasei beraot to make an enclosure. That we only allow the um, the pasei beraot for a flowing water. In other words, for water which is bermaim chayim. Bermaim chayim means that the water is replenishing naturally. It's flowing naturally. It's not a collected body of water. Um, and, and really that seems redundant because part of what Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava said was that it only, you can only make to enclose an area if it is if it is Be'er Shel Rabim if it has to be a well of the public so then why does it, so he already told us that Lachafal follows Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava so why does he also have to say that we only allow for uh, a, a well that, that's part of what Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava said so he says well you needed to say both because why 
וצריכת אי השמיינן הלכה כאילו בהבאה מן הדרבים אפילו מכונסים ואיידי קטני באר רבים לאפוקי מדרבי עקיבא כמשמלן דאותו פסיבראות אל ברמיים חיים. זאת אומרת, אם היה רק את הסטייטמנט על החפל אז רבי יהודה בן בבא, אתה יכול להיות שהוא אמר שהוא אמר שהוא אמר שהוא אמר רבי עקיבא היה אומר, אבל actually maybe you would think that רבי יהודה בן בבא says any public source of water you can make פסי בראות. He was just giving well as an example to say even the well you're talking about רבי עקיבא is only, you're only allowed to make a פסי בראות around that if it is public. But really רבי יהודה בן בבא would also allow a water hole that collects rainwater that's public. Maybe you would have thought that. That's why he has to come along and tell you that He meant it has to have two qualities, two qualifications. Number one, that it's public, and number two, that it's a well. And if we only told you that it needs to be a well, so then you might have thought that really whether it's public or private is not important. What's important is that the water is always replenishing, so you don't have to worry that somebody will use this enclosure without the actual water there And, you know, other problems will, will happen. So therefore it says, and, and therefore, That's why the, it has to tell you that you need two qualifications, two, uh, two issues. No, a boar is collecting rainwater and Be'er has its own source of water. No, I mean, it wouldn't make a difference. If, the pole, if you have to fill the, bowl, the, pit, the pit, it's the same as if it collects rainwater, it's the same. Like if you take bottles of water and pour it in and fill it, or you take from the, ocean, the lake and you put it in, it's the same as if, it, if it's created from filling it. Bor means you created it from filling it. Be'er means it came from itself. It came from itself. Even rainwater is considered bor because it, it, once it's gone, it's gone. You collect, if, you, if you have a pit that you collected rainwater, if there's a drought and there's no rain, then it's not going to come back. If you have a... If you have a be'er that's coming from underneath the ground, then even if there's no rain, it's going to keep coming. Right? So, yeah. Mayan is a little bit different because Mayan is above ground. It's a spring. Be'er is something that you dig and you find water in the ground. Right? So, that's coming from underneath the earth. What? You draw... Yeah, continues in... I don't know about infinitely, but, you know, indefinitely. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't run out. Now, the Mishnah says, V'odam Rabbi Yudah ben Bava... רבי יהודה בן בבא said an additional thing, הגינה והכרפף שהיו שבעין אמה ושיריים או שבעין אמה ושיריים, and it's actually uh, 70 and two thirds אמות is the exact number. He said if you have a garden, כרפף is an area that is enclosed, but it's like a type of a park, it's not residential, it's just an area that's enclosed, but it's not for living, okay? So, it's going to talk about it, don't worry. So the, so the, uh, so it says, um, so, Seventy and two thousand dessert. I will kafot gadir gavoa asot fachim, and it it's it is uh, it has a a fence of ten fachim high. In other words, uh, biblically speaking, this is a brachut ayachid because enclosed. You can enclose as as large an area you want. According to the according to Rabbi Yudah ben Bava, you need two qualifications. Again, just like you said, you need two qualifications by the pasuk. Uh, says you need two qualifications. It has to be under. A maximum of 70 and two-thirds amot square, right? 70 by, 70 by two-thirds, 70 and two-thirds by 70 and two-thirds amot, number one. And it has to have some kind of a dirah, some kind of a residential quality. So it has to be shomerah, it's like a little hut that they used to guard there, or bet dirah, or a little house. Or it has to be right next to the city, so it's connected to the residential area. But if it doesn't have... 
any of those qualities, then it would be considered a, uh, you know, rabbinically prohibited to carry. So you need two things. It needs to be under a certain area maximum and have some residential aspect to it. That's according to Rabbi Yudah ben Bava. Okay? Rabbi Yudah, the regular Rabbi Yudah, not Rabbi Yudah ben Bava, Rabbi Yudah ben Eli. Even if it only has like a pit for water, right? Even if it only has a like some kind of a uh, uh, an, a uh, cave or a an opening for water or some kind of a uh, some aspect of human use practical use that can make it into a uh, that can that can count like according to Rabbi Yudah ben Babai, you needed to have that it has some kind of a um, uh, it has to have a like a house, like it has to be right next to the houses, or it has to have a hut in there. It has to have a bit dirah. According to Rabbi Yehuda ben Eli, it just has to have some use, like either it's a it either has a pit for water or a cistern where they have uh, uh, some kind of water or or other uh, you know drink, or or it has to be a, I have a cave. It doesn't have to be like a house, but there has to be something, something. Okay, according to him. So you still have two, huh? But, but he, that's what he means. He's giving a list. He's giving a list. Yeah, it means any of them. So then, Rabbi Akiva Omer, Afilu Enba Achat Nikol Elu Metadlim Betocha. He says, you don't need any of that. You don't need any of that. Ubilvad Sheba Shibim Yomav Shiraim Ashibim Yomav Shiraim. As long as the maximum area is seventy and two thirds Amot by seventy two thirds Amot, you're going to be okay because you only need one of the qualifications according to him, similar to the previous machloket. In other words, according to the other two rabbis, you need two things. You need a minimum, you need a, it to be under a maximum area, as well as some residential element or practical element, right? Rabbi Akiva says, no, it's either or. Either you have it under a certain area, or if it's over that area, you could fix it by having a residential aspect. But you don't need to, if you're under that minimum, I'm sorry, that maximum of 70 and two-thirds by seven two-thirds, then you don't need any other thing to, uh, to make it allowed to be carrying in there. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, if the length is greater than the width, even one ama in metal In other words, if it's not a square, it's no good. According to him, it has to be square. Okay, so so if you have a a rectangular shaped area like this, like a garden or whatever it is, um, it will not be allowed to carry. So even and Rashi explains. Even though it, it is 70 and two-thirds amot in total, in other words, the area will be the same area in, if you calculate it because you put a little bit more one direction, a little bit less the other direction, it will work out to be the same area. Still, because it's not a square, it won't be allowed. Okay, so that maximum is only is on the condition that it's a square. But if it's, if it's a, a rectangle, it has to be smaller. Right, it would have to be smaller. Now... What? If it's round. He's saying square, so obviously that excludes us around, right? Rabbi Yosei Omer, Even if the length is twice as much as the width, it's okay. And he gets that from the Chatzar of the Mishkan. The Mishkan was 100 long, 100 amot long and 50 amot wide. So he says, oh, so even if it's twice as, uh, as big. I heard that even... If it's the size of a kur, which is like, instead of two sa'ah, it's 15 times as much. It's 30 sa'ah 
area of planting. Meaning it could be 30 times that it's, and it still be allowed to carry. I also heard, he said, another unrelated halacha. We're going to learn more about this later in Masechet Eruvin. That if you have Eruve Chatserot, that we learned many times, you have houses in the Chera Chatser. So in order to be able to carry in the Chatser, from the houses into the Chatser, from the Chatser into the house and so on, they have to make Eruve Chatserot, which means all of the houses unite together with a piece of bread, a loaf of bread, and they say we're all one family. What if one guy forgot to participate? He didn't participate in that. So now if he uses... If he, um, he, he can't, now he's prohibiting everyone from being able to use the chatzir. What he can do is called bitul rishut, saying, I sacrifice, I forfeit my right to use the courtyard. It's all yours. It's not mine anymore. So then he's not allowed to carry things in and out of his house um, on Shabbat, but everybody else could. And he said the chidush is they could actually even carry things in and out of his house. Just he's not allowed to. But tomorrow we'll talk about more about it later. Okay? Now, I didn't hear you. He doesn't matter when. And I also heard that you could use a certain uh, type of vegetable, whatever it is, for maror on Pesach. He's just giving you three unrelated things that he says, I remember learning this with Rabbi Eliezer in the Shior, but I can't find, he said, I can't find one other person who was in class who remembers him saying any of these three things. Right? One was that there's an unlimited size to the enclosed area that you'd be able to carry on Shabbat, even though it is not a mukaf dira, even though it's an area which was not set aside primarily for uh, residential purposes. And I heard that you're, that, that a person can, who, who nullifies his rights to the, to the courtyard is, is, uh, is, uh, you know, can, the people could still carry in and out of his house, even though he can't. And I heard you could use a certain vegetable for maror, but I can't find any other student of Rabbi Eliezer that remembers hearing anything like that. I'm the only one, okay? What does that mean? I don't know. Either everyone else has a bad memory or they were absent that day or he's remembering something that nobody else heard because he didn't, it wasn't really said. We don't know. Now, Gemara says, The Gemara first picks up on a stylistic uh, Strange thing in the Mishnah, which is it starts with the word ve'od amar Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava. Why does that say ve'od? Just say ve'amar Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava. Ve'od is and in addition, additionally. Why do you have to say additionally? Just say Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava says X Y Z. Why do you say additionally? Right? Right? So if you're going to tell me it's because Maybe he'll tell me because In the previous Mishnah he said astringency Which was that in order to do the You need two qualifications It needs to be public And it needs to be A well of living water And now he's adding another stringency That if you want to be able to carry In an enclosed area That is the size of Up to 70 and two thirds square amot you need to also have some dira there, some uh, residence, some... Kind of, he's giving another stringency, and that's why he says, oh, another stringency he said was this, right? If that's true, but we have another case where Rabbi Yehuda also said two stringencies in a row, and we don't find that, because previously he said that there's a limit on how much you can enclose with the Paseberot. You can only have up to 70 and two-thirds square amot in the Paseberot. He said that's a limit, and the rabbis disagreed with him. And he also said that if there's a public thoroughfare passing through the Paseberot, it will nullify it. So you have to move the road, you have to redirect the road so that they don't go through. Right? So both of these stringencies he said, and it didn't say, Ve'od Amar Rabbi Yehuda. 
It doesn't, it doesn't say the word ve'od every time somebody has another stringency. It doesn't say ve'od. So what, we still don't have an explanation for the word ve'od here. And it says, well, there, hatam over there the rabbis interrupted him because Rabbi Huda was saying his rule about, oh, the, it ha, it, you can only enclose with the pasei with these corner pieces, up to a certain area. And the rabbi said, no, that's not true. You can, it, there's, you know, it's not a garden. It's not a, it's not a park. It doesn't have that rule. And he responded, right? So because they interrupted, so it didn't say ve'od in the next Mishnah because it's not a, Rabbi Huda wasn't the one talking. Because the rabbis interrupted. But here, the end of the previous Mishnah was Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava. So when this Mishnah continues, Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava. Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava also said more. Okay, that's why. Now, but the Gemara says, Is that really true? So according to that, then we should never find Ve'od, right? We want to test the, 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 the uh, hypothesis. The hypothesis is that whenever you have a rabbi that says two things in a row that are both stringencies, and there's no interruption between them, it should say Ve'od. Right, and if there's an interruption between them, it shouldn't say ve'od because you're saying the reason why it didn't say ve'od for Rabbi Yehuda was because there was there was an interruption. So if there's, an, I'm not going to be able to find then a case where a rabbi said something and was interrupted, and then it says ve'od shouldn't be. But we have a problem because we have a case for Rabbi Eliezer the Sukkot of Sukkot Rabbanan ve'katani ve'od. We have a case in the Mishnah where Rabbi Yehuda, uh, sorry, Rabbi Eliezer said two things. He said, first of all, that you have to have 14 su'udot on Sukkot, evening and morning. To do proper yeshivat sukkah, you have to do a, a nighttime and a daytime meal, all seven days of Sukkot. That's the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. Not like we say that on the first night it's obligatory and the rest of the time, if you want to eat bread, you have to go on the sukkah. If you don't want to, you don't have to. He said, no, every day you have to do night and day of su'udah. That was one stringency he had. And then at the end of the Mishnah, he says, also, if a person missed one of these 14 seudot that you're supposed to have, you can make up for it on the night of Shemini Yatzeret. Okay, that's, he says, it's, it's in the Mishnah and Sukkah, we'll eventually get to it. But the point is, he says, there he says two things, right? And over there, the rabbis interrupted him and say, no, they, you don't have to have 14 seudot, it's not true. And it still says, ve'od. So why did it say, ve'od? The answer is that over there, they responded to him, in his own subject. In other words, what did they respond to? He said, you need to do 14 sudot. They said, no, you don't need to do 14 sudot. It's not true. And then it says, ve'od. And another thing that he said was this. Whereas when it comes to our uh, Gemara, uh, our Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda said a statement about the corner pieces, that there's a limit on the area that you can enclose with the corner pieces. And the rabbi said, no, that's not true. And the corner piece, and, and, and that minimum area or that maximum area is only in such and such a case. So they started talking about another subject. In general, the issue of enclosing large areas that are not mukafim ledira, uh, that are not enclosed for uh, residential purpose. So since they went on a little bit of a tangent, so it didn't come back and say ve'od. But in a case where the response was directly on the subject and didn't change the subject, they could have said ve'od. Here, the reason why it doesn't, the reason why it says it is because Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava was the last person to speak. There was no interruption, so it says ve'od. Even if he had been interrupted, but the interruption was just the rabbi saying back to him, "No, you don't uh, need that." So then he also could have said ve'od. But in a case where the sub, the interruption in the middle has its own tangent, so then when it comes back to the original speaker, it doesn't say ve'od anymore. And that's the way Gemara explains. And now Rabbi Akiva Omer, Afilo Enba Echam Bekol Elo Mitat Libtocha. You don't need any special residential qualification in an area that's under 70 and two-thirds Amot Square. Rabbi Akiva, we turn to, the, to Amud Bet. Rabbi Akiva, Hainu Tanakama. That's basically the same as the Tanakama said. So what's the Chidush? I mean, the, the, the Tanakama 
the uh, you know earlier on we saw in the Mishnah with Rabbi Yehuda about the Pasebiraot that the rule is that any area that is seventy and two thirds by seventy and two thirds amot does it, you're allowed if it's enclosed you can carry in there. It's only if it's more than that that you have a problem. And so Rabbi Akiva is just agreeing with the previous rabbi. So why does he have to mention it here again? It says Ika benayu davar muat. The difference is the davar muat, the small amount. The Tanya, as it says in the Brayt, Rabbi Yudam, davar muat yesh al shivim ama v'shiraim velo natenu chachamim bo shiur. Okay, evecham ashur sataim kachatam mishkan. So the and what is the size of of the uh, this area? It is like the uh, courtyard of the Mishkan. So what is it saying? The Devar Mu'at, the small amount. So the small amount is seventy by seventy and two thirds by seventy and two thirds ama is less. Like in other words, the courtyard of the Mishkan is a hundred by fifty, right? So actually, it's five thousand amot's area, right? It's a hundred times fifty. Whereas seventy and two thirds, seventy and two thirds is three hundred ninety is four hundred ninety nine and nine hundred ninety three and something amot. It's not it's not exactly five thousand, right? It's not going to be exactly five thousand amot square. It's four hundred nine four thousand nine hundred and ninety three and change amot. Rashi always does calculations of area and algebra by using geometry. When he wants to calculate area of spaces. So there's a long Rashi here. And for us, it's very um, like cumbersome to go through the Rashi because he talks about slicing everything into strips and cutting it into boxes of a certain size and you will get this amount and you will get this amount of area. That's how he calculates area. He calculates it geometrically, basically. He calculates it visually. Just like, which would make sense. You could do that. But we are used to using algebra to calculate um, to, to calculate area. We don't think of it in terms, we don't cut strips across and cut strips this way and count how much each one is to make the area and how much would fit into, how much would it would fit. We, we, don't, we don't do that, right? He, he thinks of it geometrically. We think of it algebraically. We just say, oh, 10 times 50, oh, that's 5,000, you know, 100 times 50 rather, that's, 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 that's going to be 5,000 uh, amot. We don't think, oh, wait, let's cut it into strips and make it into... It. We wouldn't do that. But that's how he always calculates. It's very interesting. The long Rashi here. But the point is, that davar mu'at is the difference. In other words, if we're going by chatzara mishkan, so that would be a 5,000 amot even of area that's considered the maximum that you can have this enclosed area. Right? But if you're going by 70 by two-thirds and 70 by two-thirds, which is technically what Bet Sataim is. Bet Sataim is an area in which you sow, um, uh, you know, two of grain. So if you're going with that measurement, it's actually slightly less. So the question is going to be whether you go with Bet Sataim or you go with Chatzar Mishkan. So as she says, He's going to tell you it goes by Bet Sataim. It goes by... The exact amount, which is 4,993, etc., you know, uh, of area. Whereas the, the Chachamim say, no, it goes by the Chatzar Mishkan, which is 5,000. Even though we use the term Betzatayim, we're doing it as a rough estimate, but really it's 5,000. So slightly large, larger so area. Was, okay? Well, most of the time they calculate it as a square, but it, but you know you could calculate area as a rectangle also. I mean, it, it was rectangular. Yeah, it's going to talk about that. Yeah, it was rectangular. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, but this doesn't really have a square root. So it doesn't have a squ- it doesn't have a rational square root. You can do it, fr- right? You can do it with, but even then, you're not going to come with a you're not going to come with a rational number. You're going to come with an with an endless endless uh, an endless what's it called? Yeah, because it's it doesn't divide even. Anyway, yeah, you're gonna have shirai. So, it's a, but so there, when you do it fractionally, you can do it fractionally, and you'll have a whole number. But when you try to calculate it in decimals, you're gonna have an infinite decimal over there. So anyway, that's geometry class. We could come do that another time. But um, so and so minanimile. Where do we get this idea of the bit of, of the mishka? Huh? Next next year. Minanimile. So it says that the length of the chatzir was 100 amot and the width was 50 by 50. It's not really 50 by 50, it's 50. Right? So it says, take the extra 50 and bring around the 50. In other words, make a square out of that extra piece. If you take that extra piece and you, and you redistribute it around, right? So you have a, a, instead of a 50 by 100, you take that extra 50 extension and you make a square out of instead of a rectangle. And that's what you'll, that will make you the 5,000 amot square. The, I mean, the point is it's the same thing. Whether, yeah, it, it, whether you, whether you calculate the, rec, the area of a rectangle, you calculate the area of a, so Rashi will calculate it by making slices and figuring out how much the slices are. But like mathematically, it's the same. Okay, you're going to come out with 5,000 amot. What is the actual pshat of the pasuk? Meaning we know that the whole idea of an enclosed area having a limited size is rabbinic. So the pasuk is not talking about that. The pasuk is actually talking about the dimensions of the mishkan. So the question is, very nice drasha, chamishim b'chamishim, take the extra chamishim and make a square. Very nice. But what is it really talking about when it says chamishim b'chamishim? What does it mean, chamishim b'chamishim? It's rochav chamishim. It's not chamishim b'chamishim. What do you mean 50 by 50? It's not 50 by 50, it's 50. Right, so it says, Amabaye, Hamed Mishkan Asfat Chamishim, Teshe Chamishim Amalafanav, Esim Amalaf Kolwach Vuach. It says you should put the Mishkan at the point of the 50, not the 50 yard line, but the 50 Amal line, right? So that it will be in the middle. So basically what you have is when you walk into the chat, the first 50 Amot of length, there's nothing there. You come at the end of the 50th uh, Amma is where the enclosed, the roofed part of the Mishkan was, the inside of the, what's actually called the Mishkan, the Chatzir is in front. Right, so you walk up the 50, first of the amot, and then you have the then you have the enclosed part, and then you have twenty amot. It's really nineteen to either side of the um, of the enclosed part of the of the mishkan, the the, the inside part of the mishkan. But the point is, the chamishim b'chamishim means that yeah, is talking about the the width, but it's also a reference to the division of the length. In other words, the first fifty amot of the length are the first fifty by fifty um, is. Uh, is empty space is the chater, and then after that is the uh, another fifty length and fifty width, which is um, which is where the where the in, indoors part of the mishkan is. So that's what it's referring to according to Abaye. But in either case, he said that if the length is greater than the width, it's not going to be good because it has to be a, it has to be square. But then he says in the Brayta, he said that you can't have a length which is double the size of the width, meaning that's the maximum. If you have more than double, it won't be good. So in our Mishnah, what did Rabbi Eliezer say? In our Mishnah, Rabbi Eliezer's language was that you can't have it more than the, they can't have the length more than the width at all, right? That, that implies it has to be a perfect square. 
But now we say, no, if it's more than double, if the length is more than double the, the width, so that's allowing a rectangle, just not too narrow of a rectangle then according to that. But if that's the case, so why does he say uh, it has to be a square in our Mishnah? So Gemara answers, uh, we'll tell you why. Because, because, even our Mishnah, that's what he meant in our Mishnah. He meant, even if you have a rectangle, the length can't be more than double the width. Can't be more than double the width. That's what he meant in the Mishnah. He didn't mean it had to be a perfect square. But if that's what he said, but that's exactly what Rabbi Yossi said. Rabbi Yossi said, you're allowed to go up to the rectangle where the length is double the width. He said, ah, what they have in, in between them is the square that the rabbis squared. What Rashid says, that what it means is that Rabbi Eliezer says that both Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yossi say that you're not allowed to have a rectangle where the length is double um, the, uh, the width, right? Everybody agrees with that. But you don't have, the question is, do you need, is it ideal to have a square or not? In other words, are they saying, Bidiyavad, if you have a rectangle, it at least can't be such a narrow rectangle. Make sure that it's uh, not more than two, two times one, two to one ratio. Or no, it doesn't even matter. You're like, is there a concern at all? So Rashik says that, he says, according to Rabbi, Eli, according to, that Rabbi Yossi Savar, merubat ikar lechatchila uruye morina nachi. Right? That according to Rabbi Yossi, ideally it should be a square. It's only bidi avad, if the person made a rectangle, that we can be lenient and say, okay, as long as it's not double the length, it's not double the width, then you're okay. Um, according to Rabbi Eliezer, it doesn't even matter. There's no, there's, no, there's no ideal. Anything is good as long as it isn't a very narrow rectangle. And in a very narrow rectangle, what you'll end up having, and again, this is only talking about an area that is enclosed, not for residential purposes. It's not talking about a house. It's not talking about a backyard or a front yard, which is considered residential. It's talking about like a garden or something like that. Okay? So that, that, that's what they're arguing about. So is it ideal to have it as a square? Or no, it's not even an ideal. It's just that you can't have such a narrow rectangle that it's uh, double the length. The width is uh, is one half of the uh, of the length. Rabbi Yossi says, "Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yossi." According so Rabbi Yosef said, "And Rabbi Yudah, and Rabbi Shmuel, the halacha falls Rabbi Yossi." Rabbi Vayomar, Rabbi Yudah, and Shmuel, the halacha falls Rabbi Akiva. So the question is, what does Allah follow, Rabbi Akiva or Rabbi Yossi? Now, Rabbi Akiva was the one that said that as long as you are uh, as long as you are under that minimum amount of um, of size and you don't go over it, so you you don't need any um, you don't need any uh, any uh, additional uh, you know aspect of, of residential residential aspect there to allow you to carry in that area. So you won't have an issue of, um, of carrying that area. And, uh, and, and it doesn't matter as long as it's under that, that minimum amount, right? That was, the, that was what, uh, that maximum amount rather. That's what, that was what uh, Rabbi Akiva said. Rabbi Yossi, he's saying, halachak Rabbi Yossi regarding these, the, yeah, that it, can, that it can be only up to, um, only up to a, uh, uh, it could be rectangular, but it, but it could not be uh, too narrow of a rectangle, right? So the, these two things don't necessarily contradict each other, right? Because Rabbi, because Rabbi Yossi is talking about the shape. Rabbi Yossi is saying it could be rectangular as long as it's not too narrow. And Rabbi Akiva is talking about whether you need to have a residential element 
to, to, to make it allowed as well. The Tarvayu Kula, they're both lenient, right? Because Rebbe Yossi is saying it doesn't have to be a square, it could be a rectangle, as long as it's not too narrow. And Rebbe Kiva is saying that as long as it is under that maximum 70 and two-thirds by 70 and two-thirds, you don't need any kind of a house or a cave or anything like that on the property to make it allowed to carry as long as it's enclosed. But you need both of them. You need to know both. Because if you only knew Rabbi Yossi, you might still think that maybe you need some kind of a, yeah, it could be rectangular, but maybe you need a hut or something else on the property to show that it's residential. That's why we tell you that it's the halacha falls Rabbi Akiva. And if we only knew Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva doesn't talk about the geometric aspect. He doesn't, he just talks about whether you need, he talks about the area and he talks about whether you need any Residential thing, so he doesn't. So we wouldn't know from that whether it could be rectangular. So that's why we need Rabbi Yossi to tell us that uh, we need to know that the falls Rabbi Yossi that the shape is not important as long as it's not too disproportionate that it's t- more than twice as long as it is wide. Now the if you have an area which is more than betzatayim, so it's more than seven even two thirds square. Now, normally, if it's enclosed, if it's a garden, if it's a field and it's enclosed, but it's that large, you're not allowed to carry in there because you're, they, they, that's, that's the rabbinic rule, that you're not allowed to carry even an enclosed area if it's not enclosed ledira. Ledira, it's not allowed, right? However, it's a, now what happens? It was hukaf ledira. It was enclosed for residential purposes. It's a backyard, it's a front yard, whatever it is. However, the nizra'u bo, most of it he planted in it. So now he made it into a garden. Okay, so now it's not considered Lidira anymore. Now, if the whole thing was Nizrakulo, and you ha- it was more than 70 and two-thirds Amot square, and they, and they planted the whole thing with vegetables, then for sure you wouldn't be allowed to carry in there because it's over the maximum and it's not Lidira. But here it was Lidira, and he only mostly planted it, right? So it says, since it's all one place, and the majority is now a garden, he can't carry in there anymore. But, nitaubo, if you planted trees, trees are better. Because trees you put in a place in a backyard. Right? If you, if you plant, so you're basically saying you don't want people to walk in there. Because if you don't want people walking in your, on your garden, on your vegetables. But if you put trees, people will stroll through the trees. They will sit under the tree. They'll have a picnic, whatever. It's still lidiwa. It doesn't take away lidiwa even if you have trees. But if you have planting of vegetables or grain, then it's taking away from being a diwa. Now, nizra'u bo, right? So if it's, compl- we said that if it was mostly planted, it's a problem. So, that's only if the area, in other words, if this whole area was so big that the area that was planted itself is more than a betzatayim, that area itself, it's such a huge area that that area that has the planting in it is 70 and two-thirds by 70 and two-thirds plus. Let's call it seven, let's say it's 71. 71 by 71. The area that's, that's enclosed, I mean that's planted, about betzatayim, mutar. But if it's only a bit of time, we can look at these as two different areas. Oh, there's the area that's planted. That area that's planted is 70 amot only by 70 amot. And you're allowed to, if it's enclosed, carry even in a garden that is enclosed that is 70 by 70 amot. So that's no problem. And then we have the area within that same enclosure, which is the backyard area, which you're allowed. So, so even though they're open to each other, since the planted area is, if it were by itself, would still be okay. And the area that is enclosed, that is, you know, the backyardish area is also okay. So you're good. 
But keman, that would have to be Rabbi Shimon. That would only follow the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Nitnan, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Echad gagot, Echad chatzerot, Echad karpefot, Veshut achatin lekilim shaptu betuchan, Velo kem shishtu betuch habayit. Because Rabbi Shimon is of the opinion that we've learned before, that if you have multiple chatzerot, or you have a karpef and a chatzer, different enclosed areas that are, um, that there were things left in them. So even if you don't have an erove chatzerot, but something was left in the chatzer. You could move it around. You could move it from the roof to the chatzer. You could move from one chatzer to the other chatzer if there's no Rashut Arabim in the middle. All these areas are considered one area. So if you have a garden that is uh, a, uh, that by itself is only 70 by 70, and it's in the same enclosure as your backyard. So the backyard part, of course, you're allowed to carry in. The, the area which is, uh, which is planted, of course, you're allowed to carry in. And uh, because if it were by itself, you'd be allowed to carry in. You can carry in between the two of them because according to Rabbi Shimon, we look at all places as one and they're all unified and everything is happy. But the Gemara says, no, Rabbi Shimon nami, kevan how could you say that? I mean, if, you, if, it, if that 70 by 70 area that's planted is actually the majority of the enclosed area, so then the whole place should be considered like an enclosed area. And even according to Rabbi Shimon, you should have a problem of a non-residential area enclosed, which is very large, even if you didn't use, let's say it was 100 by 100 amot in total, but, and, only, and only 70 by 70 of it was used for planting, but still that's the majority. So how could you say that the area off to the side is, you're allowed to carry? How could that be? So it says, Even Rabbi Shimon is going to agree you can't carry in there. Because even though it was 100 by 100 amot, 70, of the amot, 70 by 70 was taken up by planting. Um, since that's the majority of the area that defines the area and basically you have a hundred by hundred area that is non-residential and you won't be able to carry in there. Rather, this is what they meant to say. When you have the minority, in other words, what's the implication of saying if the majority is planted, you can't carry in the area? The implication is if the minority, so let's say again, you have a hundred by hundred amot, I'm just making it up, and 40 by 40 amot is planted. So there it said you're allowed to carry. So, that's only true if it's not betzatai. In other words, in the case that I just described, where it's 40 by 40 amot is planted, and the other 60 by 60 is not planted, uh, so that's okay. But let's say it was 70 by 70 planted, and then let's say it was a 200 square amot, okay? And you had 71 by 71 planted, and the rest... Uh, the other 130 by uh, 129 by 129 is not planted. So the 71 by 71 in and of itself is a betzatayim. It is over the requirement. It's over the maximum that you're allowed to have for a planted area that's enclosed to be able to carry. And it's wide open to this other area that is also enclosed. So it's, now, so there it wouldn't be allowed of albet tatai masur keman kirabanan, and that would follow the rabbis because the rabbis are the ones that say that um, that chazer and karpef and everything carrying from one to the other is not allowed. You wouldn't be allowed to carry from the chazer into this area that is uh, that, that is a planted area. Rav Yirmiya Midifti learned it the other way, a lenient way. That actually, what it means is that we only said that the mi'uta, that the um, that the the smaller area, um, 
that the uh, the smaller area is is permitted, right? Said ela betzatay. That's only if it's up to a betzatay. But if it's more than a betzatay, it's going to be prohibited to carry. And who would that be? That would be according to Rabbi Shimon, because according to Rabbi Shimon, even according to Rabbi Shimon, once you have an area that in and of itself is seventy one by seventy one, even if it's sharing the same enclosure with an area that is. Uh, that is for your backyard, you wouldn't be able to carry in that area that is uh, the 71 by 71 because it's, a, it's considered a non-residential enclosed area. The area on the side might be permitted, but the area in which, the, but, but once you have that area that's so significant that is a, uh, that is a garden area, it's going to prohibit the whole thing. Anything less than that, though, would be okay. Right? Anything smaller than that would be okay. Right, that, that's the um, that's the uh, uh, the conclusion of the Gemara, and basically the point is that what they're talking about here is where you have an enc- one enclosure that's enclosing two types of places: a place that, if it were enclosed by itself, would not be allowed to be carried in. So even if it's sharing an enclosure with an area that would be allowed to be carried in, it's going to interfere with your ability to carry in that permitted area because it's open to an area that you're not allowed to carry in. And, that's, and they made this rule that only residential enclosed areas you're allowed to carry in, but areas that are non-residential only up to this, min, this maximum of the 70 and two-thirds by 70 and two-thirds. Okay. Huh? Equal is also 